Welcome to the Fundamental Baptist Podcast. There are many types of Baptists, but being a Baptist once meant that you were a fundamentalist. Over the years, many Baptists have strayed from the fundamentals and thus attack those who remain true to the faith. This podcast will address the issues surrounding what it means to be a fundamental Baptist. Somebody said, Brother House, fundamentalists are changing, aren't they? No, fundamentalists don't change. Folks quit being fundamentalists. God says when the troubles come, He said, fight. You can't fight. He said, withstand. You can't withstand. He said, stand. What does it mean to stand? He said, don't change. What? Don't change what? Number one, don't change what you believe. Here we will reason concerning the scriptures about the doctrines we hold dear. We believe in souls being saved, lives being changed, and Bible doctrines being strengthened by the Word of God. We believe in the local church, soul winning, missions, and everything taught in the King James Bible. I thank God tonight for this wonderful Bible. You know, I, I thank God it's a perfect book, and I, I love the Bible. Doesn't need any addition, no correction, nothing taken from it. Thank God tonight for the Holy Bible. I like it just like it is. We are not ashamed of being fundamental Baptists, and we want to encourage others to remain true to the Bible, their Baptist heritage, and to not change what they have been given. You just stick with the book. You can't beat this book. Why does every generation feel that we've got to change it just a little bit because our daddy did it fast for us, and our granddaddy did it like that, and let's change it just a little bit. You change it, and things that are different are not the same. The same commit thou to faithful men. Thank you for joining us in our discussion of what it means to be a fundamental Baptist. All right. Hi, and welcome to the Fundamental Baptist Podcast. Uh, this is Tim Peterson, the co-host uh, of the podcast. Uh, Pastor David Baker is out and away on vacation this week, so I'm covering for him. Um, and I am joined by a special guest uh, to me uh, today. It is my older brother, uh, Matthew Peterson. Uh, Matt, welcome. Thanks, Tim. Uh, glad to be a part of this and, and uh, glad to, to, to talk, share some thoughts. Awesome. So, uh, we're going to get into the topic in just a minute. Uh, if you clicked on it, you probably already seen the. T- uh, you probably have seen the topic uh, uh, in the podcast notes, but uh, we're going to get into that in just a minute. Um, so, like I said, this is my older brother. Uh, he's uh, what three and a half years older than me, I think about uh, about three. Yeah. So, uh, and um, out in California where we grew up. And uh, I live in Tennessee now, which I love it out here and uh, probably won't convince him to move out here anytime soon, uh, most likely. But uh, but he's still out there. And uh, Matt, go ahead and uh, share a little bit about yourself, testimony, things like that. Um, yeah, I've been uh, I'm still working now at my home church that we grew up in. And um, I'm, I'm married or I, I go to Faith Baptist Church uh, in Wildemar, California with um, Pastor Bruce Goddard. He's been my pastor all of our life. Um, growing up, uh, started in the nursery there, and and uh, and just have uh, continued on. Uh, went off to Bible college, got married, and came back. So um, uh, we'll probably get into a lot more uh, of our testimony as we we talk through all of this. But um, but just I guess in, in the nutshell, uh, I um, I married um, Pastor Goddard's daughter Esther. Um, um, and we have two kids now and, uh, one on the way. And, uh, and so, um, and it's just, it's a blessing, uh, being a part of, of this ministry and what it's, what it's doing. And, um, and anyway, it's just, it's a, it's a pretty, pretty neat life we have here and I wouldn't change anything about it. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a fun fact about us is, uh, we both married preacher's daughters. <laughs> so uh, maybe th- maybe that's what keeps us in line. Um, that's, that's absolutely. <laughs> I think your spouse is, is, uh, is so key in, in all of this. It's, Definitely. it's important. Definitely. Know? Marrying right and, uh, and things is, is huge. I couldn't imagine uh, if I had uh, married someone who didn't care about the things of God or care about serving God or care about raising our kids for God and, Oh man, it would be it would be a nightmare. So I am very grateful, uh, as I'm sure you are. Um, so, yeah, out in California, uh, uh, I grew up in California. Absolutely loved it out there, and I miss Southern California weather. 
Um, I miss a lot of things about Southern California uh, with the way things are going now uh, in 2022, gas prices, housing prices, all of that. You are definitely uh, dealing with a lot more than we are dealing with out here in Middle Tennessee. So uh, it's a mission field. That's why we're here. <laughs> we're not, That's good. I mean, we're enjoying the weather, but it's not about uh, the, the cost of living or the politics. That's for sure. Uh, this place is a mess. Our little area here um, yeah, in the valley around Wildemar, though, is very conservative. And um, yeah. and it's almost, it's all, I don't know, it's it's almost harder that way because it's just a bunch of uh, Christians uh, who um, say they're Christians but have have just have no clue uh, uh, what Christianity is. Uh, I meet people all the time from churches around uh by, I mean, Christian churches, and they are um, uh, oftentimes have no clue whether or not they're saved or not. And uh, yeah. they, they believe, uh, they believe, you know, uh, that they're a Christian, but they don't, they don't have any kind of eternal security or anything. So, um, so um, but anyway, but there is a, there is a lot of, of good, uh, good moral people around us. And so that's a, that is a blessing. Yeah. And it's interesting uh, you know, growing up in California, that's what I was used to in souling and in outreach and all of that. And, uh, and, you know, moving out to Tennessee, there's still a lot of people who go to church and things, but we have in our area, in our city, a ton of church of Christ churches. I mean, almost every corner, there's a church of Christ church. So, um, you have a lot of good people, very good people, nice people, uh, caring people and things, but, uh, when you talk about the gospel, uh, their gospel is not the same. They believe Jesus died on the cross and things, but baptism is absolutely necessary for salvation. And uh, and then they also, you know, don't believe in eternal security and things and got to um, endure. And there's so many things to it. So when you're trying to witness to them, it's a it's a it's uh, definitely a lot different than what I was used to, but, um, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, all the little pockets across the U S there's usually different, um, different pockets of different churches or different beliefs across, but it's all sort of, you know, combined together. But, um, all right. So you want to jump into the topic? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. So, uh, uh, so pretty much today we're going to get into, I don't know if we'll get to all the reasons. Um, but we'll at least get to some of them. We'll see uh, how many we get to. Um, we both decided to write down some reasons just sort of off the top of our heads. Uh, we could probably go on uh, into a lot of uh, small little reasons to, you know, even more uh, big reasons if we wanted to. Uh, but these are just some um, some overall basic reasons why we, uh, you know, top 10 reasons why we chose to stay in the, quote, IFB. Um, quote. So... Yeah. So, uh, Matt, do you want to, uh, start us off or do you want me to start? Um, yeah, I'll, I'll start us off for, for IFB. Um, obviously there are a lot of different opinions when you say IFB and, um, and there's a lot of, uh, garbage associated, um, with, uh, with those letters. Um, and, uh, and it's a very sad thing, but, um, but but why did why did we choose uh, this and and I, I want to I guess I want to say um, IFB um, we um, I I want to be an independent fundamental Baptist and um, whether other people uh, mess up that name or not that um, definition of who I am uh, that's that's what I choose. And, um, and I believe we've been raised in an incredible way with some uh, incredible leaders. Um, and then I've also been under uh, um, uh, different leaders who haven't been very credible uh, and, yep. and have messed up a, a bunch of things. And, and man, it's sad. We're human. Um, and, and it's a very sad thing when, uh, when a fellow soldier goes down, you know. Um, um, but, I, man, I hate, I hate kicking them down there. Um, uh, man, I mean, yeah. there's just something, something to say about restoration in the Bible, but, um, but it's, uh, it's who we are. We are not very non-denominational. That's what makes us independent. Um, we're fundamental. We believe the Bible, uh, and we believe the Bible is the perfect word of God. And we believe the fundamentals of the Bible and we're Baptist for a whole lot of reasons that I'm, that that's what, that's not what this podcast is for. Um, 
but uh but anyway so so th- these top 10 that i jotted down and and me and tim we haven't talked through our top 10 yeah. we just said hey let's just let's just write down uh 10 things that that uh are reasons why we, and and i'm sure if i wrote these 10 uh last week or next week uh, it would be a different 10 <laughs> these are just what came up to my head as far as uh, what you know why did i choose this and and what is so important about um, who we are and, and why we still attend um, and serve in, in independent fundamental Baptist churches. And, um, and I, think, I think that name has been given a very bad name, just like any organization uh, gets a bad, bad name because of bad people. And, um, yeah. but, but definitely not for who we are and what we believe. Um, it really all comes back to God's word. And, uh, and that's another topic on God's word. Uh, yep. Nobody believes that anymore, but <laughs> yep, that's, oh man, that's, that's absolutely true. Uh, and I would agree with you. There's, you know, if I was jotting down different reasons, uh, I, I could go so many different ways with it. There, there are so many reasons, um, to go with it, but yeah, just sort of overall, um, I'd imagine some of ours are the same, but they might not be. We, you know, we grew up in the same house, uh, same parents and same church, pretty much the same everything. And, uh, and we might have different reasons. So, uh, Matt, go ahead and start us off. What you got? All right. Um, it's hard. It's hard to pick a ten uh, uh, because all of these could really be up in in number one. But I I want to start off with this, and um, and it's not. Here, here's my number ten. Um, my parents chose IFB, and there's something to be said about choosing uh, the path of your um, your parents and your and I mean, so many people are into ancestral uh, beliefs and stuff like that. And, um, and, and it's sad because they're believing the wrong way. And some might say, well, Matt, you're believing the wrong way. Just because your parents chose it doesn't mean you should. But I think the reason why it's so important to choose that I chose what my parents chose is because my, uh, it's because my parents chose it according to the Bible. And yeah. I, I jotted down a, a verse, uh, Judges 2.17 um, and, and yet they would not hearken unto their judges, but they went away whoring after their, their gods and bowed themselves unto them. They turned quickly out of the way which their fathers walked in, obeying the commandments of the Lord, but they did not so. And, and that key phrase right there, obeying the commandments of the Lord, that was the way of their fathers. And, uh, and I've gotten to see uh, firsthand um, my parents uh, obey the commands of the Lord. And, uh, and so that's why I just, I believe that following them, uh, the choice that they made. Um, back in the 90s when, when they chose our church, uh, it was still contemporary uh, uh, Christianity all over the place. I mean, they still had all the struggles of the world uh, pulling at them, but that they still chose um, uh, our church and, uh, and then to, to raise us in this church and to continue even uh, through uh, hard times, uh, through mistreatment from uh, other Christians. Oh man, can you believe that? Um, uh, yep. Still continue to uh, to um, t- uh, to serve and and to to follow God's commands uh, um, in our church, uh, soul winning, and oh man, all all of the stuff that that I'm going to get into in a little bit. But but man, there's something to be said about if your parents chose to raise you according to God's commands, why wouldn't we follow what they raised us in? Uh, anyway, that's, that's, that's just a little bit. There's a whole lot more to be said about that. But, but we, if yep. we're going to get through all 10 of these, we can't, we can't spend too long. Yep. So, so I'll jump in. That's actually, I got that down as number two. Not that it really matters what? which order we have that in. Right. So godly, godly parents, and uh, so I probably worded it a little bit different, but um, because of what our parents um what we saw in our parents, um, and, uh, the way our parents, what they chose and then what they taught, but not only that, how they lived, there was, there's something to be said. Uh, I think so many parents, even who, you know, did go to church and, and raise their kids in, in a church and in a Christian school or send them to Bible college, things like that. A lot of times I feel like they, uh, with good intentions, uh, sort of expected the church or the Christian school or the Bible college to take care of the uh, the teaching part of 
of uh, of the Bible, of serving God, of all those things. And um, I feel like uh, they've sort of made that the main thing and the uh, what's taught in the home as the supplemental uh, side of things. Whereas I feel like in our home, what we saw in our home lived out by our parents was the main thing. And then the church and serving God and and Christian school and all of those things that we were taught was supplemental, but it was backing up and reinforcing what we saw at home. Yep. And, and we saw parents who, you know, they didn't grow up in a, in a church like ours. They didn't uh, go to Bible college. They didn't, uh, anything like that. Our dad, uh, for anybody who doesn't know, he's a layman in our church. He's a deacon at the church. Uh, they've been going there, I think about 30 years now, uh, 30, 31 years now. And, um, He's a soul winner. He loves the Lord. He reads his Bible uh, every day uh, and studies. And um, and the example we saw in our parents, I honestly believe, was more beneficial than the 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 teaching and uh, the words that they told us. What we saw them live and how to live and how to uh, serve God and please God and love your family and and love the Lord and love people and care about people and and being given to hospitality, all those things that you could go on for a while, came from parents who chose uh, chose to live by the book and uh, chose to serve and help others, but then chose to teach us not only through word of mouth, but by the way they live. And uh, following that, I think um, they, what my parents have had in uh, in their life, not that they've gone through all easy times, uh, but what our parents have is is what I want for my family. Yeah. And it's it's where they're at now is where I want to be, not because of some grand success, because because, uh, man, they're feeling the the tax hikes and the, and the gas hikes just like everybody else in California. But it's it's the life that they have. And because they followed God, they've served God, they've put God first and and they've taught us to do that as well. And and um, and it's a provable a repeatable path um, uh, that they've chosen because it's it's by the book, it's by God's word, yeah. and so that's you know anyway that's uh, godly parents and following a path that's provable uh, step by step because it's by the book. Uh, that's that is one of the main reasons, if if not one of like probably probably my top just about. So go, anyway, <laughs> well, uh, I, I'm not gonna say much besides amen because uh, a lot of those talking points are are pretty high up on my list. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just I'm just going. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. We'll we'll come back to some of that uh, for sure. What what would what would would you jot down for your number ten? All right, so my ten uh, was. Uh, it's uh, maybe a little bit long, but uh, <laughs> a little bit layered. But really, uh, my number ten is just um, I fear I fear God, and I believe He blesses those who hold fast to the doctrine, instruction, traditions, and even the form of sound words that they have been taught. If you if you do just a quick search in your Bible on the phrase "hold fast." Uh, those are all things God wants us to hold fast to, hold fast to instruction, to doctrine, uh, to that which is good, to traditions. And then God says even to the form of sound words. And, and so it really comes back to, you know, I fear God, I love God and I love his word. And I believe there are blessings that come to those who hold fast to the things that they've been taught. Um, and that can go uh, many different ways, but that that's uh, in a gist my number ten. <laughs> yeah, no, ab- absolutely. There's uh, the, that's that was definitely layered. There's a lot to that uh, for sure. I'll go. I'll go number nine. Um, uh, mine is is uh, is our doctrinal stance. Um, what we believe um, as a as a church, and I know our church, our mine and your church now uh, believe. Uh, uh, a lot of the same. I know growing up, we obviously were raised the same and the doctrinal stance for, uh, my, my pastor always does the three S's, the scriptures, soul winning and separation. That is what, what defines us from, from everybody else. A lot of people believe a lot of the truth in the Bible. Um, but, but those three things are some battlegrounds, some serious battlegrounds that really, 
uh, separate us from a lot of the rest of Christianity. And those three are worth separating for, uh, in, in my opinion. And, and the, the scriptures, the, um, the Christian of today wants the scriptures to be whatever they want it to be. And so they have all the different versions that really can appease any doctrine that they want to appease. And they don't believe that there is one perfect word of God in the world. And uh, they always run to their lexicons and run to their, their intellectualism and, and uh, run to their lack of faith in God being able to keep his word and preserve his word to every generation. And anyway, that's another, another podcast. But uh, the scriptures, soul winning. Uh, man, have we lost soul winning. And this Calvinistic society on, on, on uh, everything um, is, is, has no free will. And, uh, and we are uh, just let, it's such a, everything, you see, when you, when you throw out the scriptures, you throw out soul winning. And when you throw out separation, every single time, you're just uh, appealing to the flesh. See if, if see, okay, um, yeah. with, with uh, our independent fundamental Baptist uh, beliefs, if, I don't, I don't think, I, I'm not arrogant enough to say that we are, a hundred percent correct in in all of our doctrine and all of our faith. I think, I mean, if if I knew we were incorrect in an area, then I'd want to figure out why and I, I'd want to change it, right? But I'm not I'm yep. not claiming because I mean, you go back fifty years ago, um, you go even even uh, brother Jack Hiles, right? Uh, his stance on the Bible changed uh, dramatically into, uh, into it being a more perfect word of God. I mean, it, it grew, uh, all of us, I think are growing, I mean, growing in our belief, uh, towards all of this. And, and I believe that God's hand of blessing is a total mystery on why he blesses, uh, certain areas. I, like, I believe somebody in, in a, what I would call contemporary church can still have the hand of God and the blessing of God because God deals it out on a very individual basis, depending on our hearts, uh, trying yes. to get close to him, right? But the I problem agree, is, 100%. the problem is, is uh, me as someone who has been raised uh, very strict on God's word and it meaning what it said, and us trying to live a wholly separated life uh, to please God. If I if I went to a more watered down church that was more worldly, um, yep. I am I am following a path of the flesh. Uh, I am, I am getting away from holiness and separation and away from the hand of blessing of God. And, and, uh, and, and bitterness is the number one thing that comes along with that. Um, and then, and then there's a whole lot more, but, but anyway, but just, uh, that's, I'm going off on a rabbit trail. Uh, those three things right there, we have lost our separation from the world. We are just our flesh is our flesh. I I'm get there sometimes when I would love to just uh, not be noticed and just fit in with the crowd um, because it's it's our flesh and we're all going to battle that all the time. But we have to battle it. We are in a spiritual warfare, and this area of soul of soul winning separation in the scriptures are are key battlegrounds that that we have got to stand on, and and that is. Three, three, three of the reasons in one of why I've chosen uh, uh, the path that we're on right now. Oh man, I I agree, and I have uh, most of those things okay, <laughs> in so many save words. Them, save them, save them. Give yep. me, give me your number nine. Okay, so uh, I would say my number nine would be the stand for the King James Bible. Amen. Um, uh, just to back up what you were saying, it's. It's insane, really. I, I, I honestly would have, I do have more respect um, for a Christian who picks another version and that's what he holds to. Yeah. And, and that's his book, man. Like yeah. that, that is his book. Don't mess with it. Uh-huh. Then someone who says, well, I can go from the ESV to the KJV to the NIV. I can go back and forth. Um, and man, sometimes I really do like the King James, but then other times, man, it just, ah, uh, like it's, it's like, dude, okay. At least stand for something, bro. Yeah. Like yeah. stand for something. Come on. Like, like, Okay, I, I stand for the King James Bible. Um, I believe God perfectly preserved it um, and 
and he doesn't need Christians who speak the English language to have to go from translation to translation, seeking what they hope might yield them truth. It's like, okay, I got a sermon to preach. Uh, this verse in the King James doesn't get what I'm trying to exactly. say, so let me go to this one. Oh, man, this one words it a little bit better. I can help this make a little bit more sense. Um, and, and, you know, though I guess maybe some people – don't always have a bad heart in that if they aren't like, you know, taught in it. But, but at the same time, God is either able to perfectly preserve his word or he is not. Right. So, um, uh, I believe God perfectly preserved his word. Um, and the, the idea that God is not capable, uh, you know, preserving a pure line is ridiculous. Um, I believe our Bible is true and has no need of constant uh, correction or revision. Um, and I'm grateful that we have a book that is our instruction manual for life and we don't have to constantly question its validity. Right. Uh, I don't have to constantly wonder, you know, oh, well, did, was this verse translated right? Let me go back to uh, my Greek and my Hebrew and, and, and always try and go deeper and deeper and deeper. And, and I'm all for people who study, but um, at a certain point, did God preserve it for English speaking people? And I believe he did. I believe it's the King James Bible. And, um, and I hold to that, uh, we have, you know, and I have multiple other things, you know, what you were talking about with, um, with, uh, separation and stuff as well. But, but with the King James, man, we have people who have attacked so many different things, um, of what they used to believe. And, um, and they've started most of the time they start with, uh, attacking standards as not that big of a deal. And then, uh, a lot of times they, you know, uh, they attack, uh, the King James Bible and just tear to those who believe that the King James Bible is perfectly preserved and it's the word of God and it's, uh, in it's inerrant. They come at them and, and basically try and tear that down. Um, okay. If you went and changed your beliefs on that, okay. But trying to tear people down who still believe the King James Bible, uh, is right. Like, go find something better to do with your time. Right. Um, in my opinion, but, but really, um, like, I'm just glad that I have a book that I know I can hold to. Um, I know that it's pure. I know God preserved it, and uh, and it is proven time and time again to be uh, a big help in my life and for my family and all those things. And and uh, there's just so much uh, for that. But I believe uh, standing on a uh, uh, on an unchangeable book. Uh, is very important because once you start changing um, to different versions over and over again, man, you're 10 years down the road, there's going to be another three or four versions out that how far, how far uh, in the ocean, you know, when you're standing out in the ocean and you constantly are making the, you think you're right about in the same spot, but really the, the, the waves and the, and the tide is just sort of carrying you down the ways. Right. And you look back to where your towels and your, and your beach chair was. And uh, you're like, Whoa, that was, I'm pretty far off now, yeah. you know? So We've you just, once you start that changing, yeah, it, it, it <laughs> not, doesn't not stop. spiritually, but <laughs> yeah, I guess, but we keep having to recenter for sure. Yes. So, um, so anyway, the stand for the King James Bible is my number nine. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, you throw out, you throw out, uh, your stance on the Bible though. And there's no point of even talking about separation or soul winning or any of the other biblical things. Like, why do we, why do we have any faith at all? If, if we don't have God's perfect word, I mean, we're just believing in our, on ourselves. And, and what's funny is they say that they believe in the inerrancy of scripture. It, like people will change and they'll be like, well, I still, you know, I still believe in the end, you know, I believe different versions, but I believe in the inerrancy of scripture and, and it, and, you know, I believe I'm supposed to do what God says and I believe the Bible, but it's like, okay, dude, which one? Yeah. Yeah. They, they, cause they disagree way too often. Uh, there is, yes. oh man, it's. W- which scripture, mm-hmm. which scripture, man, come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so no, yeah, no, you can't pin it's them a slippery down. slope. If you don't believe the it's King James, slope. then you don't believe anything. And you believe, you believe in yourself uh, if, yep. you, if you don't believe in, in uh, the perfect word of God. And, uh, and yep. that's why, I think that's why we have um, a generation of, of Christianity that is so in step with the world. Um, and and, and I'm, not, I'm not saying that like you and I are better than everybody and we've got it all together. Like not in yes, the slightest. I if you put agree. a microscope on my life, I would be embarrassed. I mean, it's, uh, we just, we're all striving for holiness and 
And striving I, for the mastery. Yeah, exactly. And so, so that's why I believe somebody in a contemporary church who maybe was saved in the contemporary church, which I'm finding more and more people are not being saved in those churches, but maybe, and then they are growing closer to God. They can, they can have God's blessing and we all can get God's blessing. But man, if, if you've seen the truth and you've turned away from it, how can you expect God's blessing? Oh man. So anyway, this is, this is just why. And, and to me, it's, this has been a proven, a proven set of beliefs that, I mean, turned us out to the point of where we are. Obviously, I've already said we're not perfect, and I have no idea what our next five years hold. Um, but it has—it's it, worked for us. It's kept—it's kept, it's kept uh, a walk me in a walk with a walk with God. It's kept me um, soul winning, and it's—it's it's kept me uh, raising my family biblically. I mean, I—it's—it's I, it's, there's a right recipe. I've seen it work for people. I've seen it work for my parents, my grandparents. And why would I change it now? Why would I go off into, into something else? Because it's easier. Uh, there's truth. But it's unproven. It's unproven. Absolutely. It's unproven. Anyway, um, number eight, um, number eight, I wrote this one down. We grew up with very little media in our life. I mean, Hmm. we didn't have, I mean, we were given a PlayStation one, in our teen years <laughs> when the PlayStation three or four was out and at least, and we were allowed to play like a motorcycle game on Thanksgiving and Christmas. Um, that was the extent of our video games and, yep. and, uh, and TV, uh, was, we had a 12 inch by 12 inch little tube TV that stayed in my parents' closet and we would pull it out and set it on a TV tray when we got to watch a movie. Um, it was, uh, media was, did not rule our life. And, um, yep. and you know, and, and our friends had media, but for some, somehow my parents made our life not need media. They didn't just leave us to ourselves to park us in front of a TV and let that be our babysitter. Um, yeah. I mean, we obviously played a lot of sports and, and, and a lot of time outside and stuff, but, but man, I, I just, I look at families and, and I battle it in my own, uh, uh, raising of, of, of our kids. It's so much easier to just give them a screen, you know, but I keep falling back to, this is not part of the recipe. The, the media of this world is just getting worse and worse. And it's not even, even if you just, if you somehow found a way to have all good media, it's still too much. It's still too much. And, and I, and anyway, a, a lot of this too, uh, and any listeners, you might not have had the excellent home that me and Tim had growing up. In fact, a lot of people didn't. Um, but me and Tim got to see parents exercise God's word in a, in a biblical way, stay loyal to their, to, to a Bible believing Bible preaching church, not a church going off crazy and, and stuff, but, but, uh, be their loyalty and all this stuff. We got to see the right way, uh, played out. And I believe that that was huge in our decision-making to do right. So as a listener, you didn't have a good home, but you can have a chance for a good home. I mean, both my yeah. parents came from broken homes, but they chose to have a good home and, and, and raise us the way that they did. And so, so, so my encouragement to you is that if you'll just stick with the way the Bible teaches, you can have a good home and, and have a better chance at your kids choosing right. But anyway, so very little media and I've got verses to go with all of that, but, but, uh, it's, it's so corrupt these days and, and it'll, it'll mess, it'll mess you up. Absolutely. Yep. That is, that is huge. And, uh, and that, that one actually didn't cross my mind, but, um, but I a hundred percent agree with it. Um, and thinking through, it's like, you know, uh, our, our parents were very involved in church. We were very involved in church. Um, but that didn't mean that they weren't involved with us because we were too busy to be involved. We were too busy with church that they didn't have time with us. Um, and our dad, uh, rarely worked less than 80 hours a week. And that's, uh, probably, uh, you know, on the low end. Um, and that's, it's not exaggerating at all. Um, uh, Matt, you could probably back that up. Um, worked a ton of hours. Um, and did you uh, feel that way though? 
See, that's what see, I'm saying. It's not at all. Right. Is 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 he he always had time uh, to uh, from from sports with us to playing with us as as we were little kids all around the house to uh, spending time with us all the time. He would always sacrifice uh, sleep uh, to stay up and 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 work um uh, cuz he could he could work from his laptop uh you know late at night and things like that and and everything that um he cuz a lot of times well you know not to get too far into the weeds but you know he'd work with people who were in different countries and and who were in different time zones and all of that but then he would commute into work an hour away uh just one way and and um so you know but when he was home in the evenings uh him and my mom they would spend time with us we would we would serve god together but we'd also do things as a family we'd we'd play we'd uh we'd do projects together we would do uh school projects together there was always time and then late at night a lot of times before we go to bed i don't know countless upon countless upon countless times Matt you and I or then even when you left for college and I was in high school I'd just stay up and talking uh theology talking the bible talking doctrine talking why we do what we do uh with our dad just like why do we do this dad Mm -hmm. this you know I've heard this why do we do it like this why do we do it like this and bible reasons and and answering all the different questions that we had we were able to uh you know see and it be explained to us why we believe what we believe and why it's important. And we got that special time, that one-on-one time that uh, from a, a dad who walked with God. And I feel like that was extremely vital. Yeah, no, absolutely. He, my, our dad is a, uh, a software engineer uh, for a credit bureau company, uh, uh, Experian. And um, I never, I knew he worked there, but like, that's not what my dad was in my mind. Uh, yeah. Growing up, no, he was a Sunday school teacher, a soul winner, and, and I guess most importantly, he was he was my dad. And yeah, he had he uh, teenagers especially um, are very skeptical uh, th- that God that's how God programmed our mind that way on purpose. And and if a teenager doesn't have the answers available to them, you know, when they're when they're looking for them, it's I feel like that's key, and I think me and you, we we did. We we were able to ask questions and get get good answers, and I and I think uh, biblical answers, you know, and not just yep. opinions there. So, um, yeah. And, and going going back real quick to what I said before, like it it wasn't just answers; it was we not only heard the answers and what the answers were, but we saw them lived out. Right. So, like, if, you know. It, I feel like it would have changed a lot of things if we saw, because teenagers also pick up kids in general, but especially teenagers p- pick up on hypocrisy so fast, and you know. And if we saw yeah. if we saw hypocrisy in our parents, in in not that they were perfect, but literally, you know, we didn't see them teach us one thing and then just turn around and be like, well not right now, uh, you know, right. and I'm going to do this this way. Like we mm-hmm. didn't see hypocrisy. Yep. We saw consistency yep. uh, and in, in what the Bible said to what we were being taught, to what was being lived out. Right. No, I, absolutely. That's, that's huge. And that's higher up on my list too. Um, <laughs> that's, that's good yeah. stuff. What do you got for it? <laughs> Did you have a number eight or number seven yet? Yeah. 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 Number eight um, uh, would sort of back up uh, jumping back to where you were earlier on the three S's, but my, mine would be the emphasis on the great commission. Yeah. Um, and so many dead churches and, um, and churches who have no, uh, you know, contemporary churches who have no true goal of reaching the lost and and they might say it to an extent. Um, but a good independent fundamental Baptist church, I believe has an emphasis on soul winning missions and discipleship. Um, and, and when we say that we chose to be in an independent fundamental Baptist church for those listening, uh, that doesn't mean we would go to just any old IFB church out no, there. Absolutely. Uh, there's plenty of ones that we would not go yeah. to and we would 100% disagree with on uh well, you know, just about everything. Right. So so to say that to say that is, you know, um we go to an independent fundamental baptist church. We serve it at an independent fundamental baptist church. Um but uh but if there if it was a dead church or a church that doesn't believe uh, biblically and, and it's, uh, a Bible believing church more importantly than, uh, then I wouldn't attend there. That's just, that's where I wouldn't take my family there. So, um, so a church that has an emphasis on the great commission is vital because if, if, if there is none, then what are we doing here? Yeah, exactly. Like what's the point? Yeah. You know, so, so, so if you attend a church where 
and and what's interesting is is the ones who end up changing uh you know at least what i've noticed they usually change uh you know from believing in in the king james uh as as uh as uh the the bible that they use to uh they change in many other areas and then eventually you end up hearing that the reason why they no longer uh go soul winning or go uh door to door or uh trying to reach people out in the community is because they they quote that we're just using a one, two, three, pray with me to get people saved or an easy believism or all of those things. And oh my goodness, they couldn't be further from the truth. Now, that's not to say I've not been soaring with someone before who, you know, maybe, a, you know, he, he just wants to say that he led people to Christ. And then he's like, Hey, pray this prayer. And, and I absolutely disagree with right. that. Um, you know, someone has to uh, put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ, what he did for them on the cross for salvation. Um, but, but getting the gospel out is vital uh, for us as Christians. It's our calling individually, but it's all it's it's the calling and and the duty of the church as well. Right. So, uh, so the, you know, if I were to go attend a church uh, that that from whether it was IFB or any other church that I, you know, felt led, uh, if I was someone who felt led to go to that one and they weren't pushing for souls to be saved and getting out and reaching people, then I'd feel like I'm completely wasting my time. Right. right. It'd be easy. It'd be, yeah. <laughs> it would, it, yep. I would go to church to be fed instead of go to church to, to, to feed others and, and to look for souls uh, to, that need the gospel. Oh, man. I just, you've, you've mentioned our testimony as far as how we got saved, and it, it all goes back to a soul winner. Um, Bob yep. Nylinger, or Robert, that's, that's your middle name after, but uh, he, he yep. came uh, looking, looking for someone to witness to, and, and there was my grandpa and uh, um, came knocked on his door, and and he got in church, and and that's kind of that's our heritage, and and um, how can who who can't trace their um, salvation back to to a soul winner, you know, um, really when right. it, when it all boils down to it, and that you might have a unique uh, situation where God was leading you into a church, and then at church you got saved. Um, but, but somebody had to, uh, be witnessing there, but, but, uh, people, people get saved still all the time when we go out soul winning and, and you're right. It's not a, it's, I mean, it's, it's not the critics definition of a one, two, three, pray with me, but salvation is very simple. Yes. Extremely. Oh, yes. I, and I know That's exactly good. what you're talking about. I know what you mean, but I have to, but I have to just clarify that. Um, uh, I mean, w- we want them to understand and, yes. and it's very rare when you can find somebody who can get saved in, in just a couple minutes, but then you find people who God's been working on and drawing and they just believe it. And yeah, absolutely. I'll get saved, you know? And, uh, but yes, yep. I've also been with soul winners who I have to step in, uh, towards the end there. <laughs> like, all right, you're not quite ready yet. <laughs> like keep, keep, yep. keep listening. And, uh, and you'll, and you'll, you'll see, it's not all about, you know, uh, getting a number there, you know, but anyway, critics, yes. critics are going to see critical things to criticize in anything because they're critics yes. and, and yep. we're all trying to, to live a holy life and, and please a holy God. And we are flesh. And so we're going to be all over that line. We're going to be crisscrossing it, missing it, hitting it. And, uh, and, but, but we're, but the, the thing is, is we've got God's word as our, our holy standard that we're, that we're pursuing. And that's what I love yep. about our church and, and the way we were raised is because we do have a solid, a solid target that we're shooting for. Um, we're not yep. just shooting in the way into the wind, but. Yep. Yep. And, and the great commission and soul winning and reaching people is is so vital and i and i believe people can can get saved in other churches in non-ifb churches and things like that it's it's not that they can't and i think many times they do as long as the 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 gospel is is presented and and they understand they call upon the lord and uh put their faith and trust in jesus christ all of those things um it's just uh a lot of times it's interesting when it comes to soul winning um i listen to you know many of the people who have changed their stance on soul winning eventually you you it 
I've heard some of them, they end up sort of changing their stance on even uh, how to be saved. Absolutely. <laughs> it's like, yeah. you know, they say they say we're legalistic because we believe in biblical standards of separation and things like that. But technically, uh, you know, the, the right definition of legalism, right. we aren't legalistic at all because we believe salvation is free gift. You don't have to do anything to earn it. All of those things, right? right? But yet then they a lot of times end up saying that uh, salvation is... Um, you know, you can't just count it as a get out of hell free card. Uh, you know, you got to actually turn from your sin. You're like, wait, wait, wait. so, so the, if they don't turn from all their sin, uh, then they're not going like, okay, I'm pretty sure salvation was a get out of hell free card for me. Was it not, was it not for you? <laughs> Did I miss something? Like it was pretty free. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know, man. Like you try and say that like a bad thing, but it's free. Yeah, it was free for me. Right. <laughs> I don't, like, so I'm legalistic because it's a get out of hell free. I'm so confused. You guys, you guys don't make any sense. Right. Like, it, it was free. Uh, now, should I serve and live for God? Absolutely. But not to get to heaven. Right. That has nothing to right. do with it. It's all it. about relationship at that point. Yeah. Yep. yep. <laughs> Man. So anyway. All right. So um, uh, I'll jump into my number okay. seven. All right. So. Uh, this one is, is huge to me. Um, uh, my wife would, uh, would probably put this as uh, we were talking about this the other day and, and, uh, this would probably be her number one. Uh, but, but, um, just, you know, she wasn't thinking about much else, uh, you know, she, she was, but this was a big deal to her. Um, and, uh, that is, I want my children, uh, to receive what I received and experience the joy in serving Jesus and in yielding their will to do his will. Amen. Um, I don't, I don't want them to, to not choose. I, uh, I don't want them to choose the pleasures of this world over serving the Lord. And, and to, um, man, this world is so messed up. It's wicked. It's, uh, it's constantly, there's constantly, uh, the draw for the pleasures of sin, for, uh, lust of the flesh and, and the pride of life, lust of the eyes, all of those things. And man, the, the world is just trying to come at us in every which way. And, uh, and I want, uh, you know, and what I've found is that living for God and yielding to his will over my will is such a better life, uh, than constantly being focused on my will and what I can do and how I can be successful and, and, and all the, the lustful things I could try and attain. Uh, but yielding to God's will is such a good life and brings such, such happiness and contentment and joy. And I want my children to receive what I received. And if I start changing that up and start saying, Hey, you know, uh, um, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to change uh, where we stand on, on alcohol and start accepting alcohol into my home, or I'm going to start being okay with, you know, uh, my daughter's in mini skirts and, and I, and, and to act like that's not going to produce a different result. Like that will produce a different result. Absolutely. And we could go far, far into all of those topics, but, but overall those are going to produce, uh, you add different things to the equation. They're going to produce different results. So, um, I want my children to receive what I received. I'm very grateful for what I received. And by far I'm, I'm, I'm far from perfect. Um, but I do know there's joy and happiness in yielding to God's will and serving God and helping others. And I want, uh, my kids to experience that and be able to, uh, to get that same thing. No, absolutely. It's so selfish, uh, to break away, especially people who grew up in good homes or a good church, um, you know, and, and had, had the right type of upbringing, uh, to, oh man, to, to stray away from that. And, and if, if I could find somebody who, um, was, was trying to draw a stronger line um, and had a biblical yes. reason for it, you know, I might not draw my line where they do, but I, I dead sure wouldn't criticize them for it. 100%. Right? I, I mean, if they're there. trying to be more holy and between them and God, they've decided, you know what, biblically, this is what I believe. You know, there's some things that I've heard the biblical reason for, and I'm like, ah. I think that's not very strong. That's not very clear in the Bible. I wouldn't draw my line there, but I dead sure wouldn't criticize them for it. And uh, and and anyway, what I was trying to get to is every everyone who changes from what we believe. I rarely, I don't know if I've ever seen them try to draw a line 
uh, closer or, 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 or stricter. I think everybody's trying yeah. to tear down the strong line that we believe is a holy, biblical, separated walk with God. And everyone's trying to tear that down. And, and who, who would be trying to get us to be more like the world? Well, I know my flesh right. would. But then who's the yep. ruler and, and the prince of the power of this, this world? I mean, who, who is anti-God and anti-Christ and who wants us to be closer to the world and further away from God? Anyway, it's just you're going the wrong direction if you're trying to change up the, the recipe by adding in more world. And, and you're not going to give your kids what you had. And you're a guarantee. Uh, I can't guarantee because I don't know everybody's situation. But in most situations, you're going to lose your kids. You just are. They're not, they're not going to choose to live a, a biblical holy life. And maybe that's what you want. Um, but that's not what I want. And that's not why I chose yeah. what we chose. Yeah, and that's not to say that every kid who follows uh, our path or, you know, it may not be that every one of our children yeah. choose what yeah. we chose. But Lord willing, they do. And and we're not trying to say that that if you... If you don't believe like this, your children aren't going to love God and and all of that. But we're just saying it's it's a dangerous path to start adding more world uh, to your right. life. It, it just it just in general to add more of the world's pleasures and the lust of the flesh into your life for any Christian uh, is dangerous. And so and what you and I have seen friends, people that we cared about, people we went to college with, people we went to school with, people we grew up from the nursery with, we've seen them make these changes and they haven't been very positive right. <laughs> to say that very lightly. Like it's we've seen them, you know, fall shipwreck from making changes like this and and we've we've watched it we've seen it happen and so uh man the more we yield to this world and the things of this world and and i know that that people say that with ifb man you draw your lines stricter than what the bible actually said says and and in many cases i don't i i really don't think that's true we just really try and follow what the bible says but if if it was to say um you know if God said, don't touch that, you know, and so we say, hey, we're going to stand 10, 10 feet back uh, from it. Uh, like, that's not a bad right. thing. That's a good right. thing. It, the, the overall goal in the heart, you know, because there's the letter of the law and the spirit right. of the law. The spirit behind it all is to say, we want to please God. We fear God. We believe God. We believe his book. We believe his word. And we know that that is dangerous. Yes. So we're staying away from it. We don't want to cross the if don't you, cross line. So we're staying away yes. from it. Yes. So, you know, is that to say you're going to be destroyed for getting a little bit closer to the line than we are? Not necessarily. But there's a lot of things on, on the standards that we believe in, and we're not getting into all of them, but, but man, that we really truly believe they're, they're very biblical. And that is what we, we strive to, to follow is, is the Bible. We're, we're independent fundamental Baptists, but we're really, the overall goal for us is to be Bible believing Christians. Absolutely. And, and that's, that's the heart behind what we believe. That is what, uh, as Christians, we should all strive to be. You could, you could go to, you know, any church. And if your goal is to be a Bible believing Christian, I think that's going to help you grow. Um, and, uh, regardless of where you're at. So, so, you know, and that's why we have, um, uh, stuck to what we believed and what we've been taught because our goal is to be Bible believing Christians. And so that is, that is a lot of the reason why we do what we do and why we've uh, continued and we strive to continue in what we believe in Lord willing, we will can, you know, keep going and keep pressing on. So uh, do you want to jump in anymore? we got a few more minutes. Okay. Maybe we'll just get our top five or our, our, our we'll have to do a part two with our next five or something okay. like that. Okay. Um, but um, my, no- my number seven is, uh, is, is, Thank the Lord. Um, I had some God pursuing friends and, and that I, I had some friends who weren't God pursuing at times. Uh, and, and I noticed my spiritual decline during those times, you know, and, but, but I, I, I think ha- getting yourself surrounded with friends who care about pleasing God and, and care about their walk with God and, and care about, uh, a personal walk with God, you know, all of that. I feel like uh, ministry minded, all that type of stuff. If you don't have uh, friends that are God pursuing, uh, that are, that are Bible pursuing, then 
it's going to be very uh, difficult. I'm not going to say it's impossible. I'm just looking back at my life. I can think of a few key friends that were very important in my life at the right time when I need them. But we did so much. I mean, growing up in, in high school, you know, we would, we would stay, uh, stay after Bible class and have prayer meetings. And we would, uh, you know, uh, challenge each other uh, on the bus routes in, in visitors and in, in soul winning. And we, uh, uh, you know, all the times we went to preaching conferences and then we would, we would uh, preach to each other, you know, and, and there was a lot of spiritual uh, 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 things that we did as friends. And, um, and I think that was a, that was a big thing to me. It wasn't the only thing. It was just one of the things in there. I think having God pursuing friends was a, a, a big key, um, to, uh, to why I chose what I chose as well. That's good. Yep. Yep. The iron sharpening right. iron is, is huge. Um, so my number six, uh, so we'll probably make this the last one, uh, and then we'll close it out. Um, uh, and, and you do, uh, your number six as well. So, um, uh, I had a pastor growing up and I have a pastor now, uh, who have taught the word of God and they haven't changed what they've believed. They're not, uh, teachers that are carried about with every wind of doctrine, Mm -hmm. but watchmen on the tower proclaiming the truth. And I think that's very vital to have in a pastor. Um, and, uh, man, nowadays, uh, I, I don't, and I, this works for some people, but they can go to the churches where, um, where the pastor does, uh, all year long Sunday morning, Genesis one, one through, uh, uh, through whatever book he makes it to by the end of the year, verse by verse, by verse, by verse, by verse, and it never stops and it just goes forever. And I'm sure they gather truth from that. Um, but there's something to be said about, um, about a bishop, a pastor, um, uh, uh, the Bible talks about in the Old Testament, a watchman mm-hmm. uh, uh, on the tower. There's something to be said about someone who's proclaiming truth. The Bible talks about the foolishness of preaching and, uh, and, preaching, um, and preaching the word of God, proclaiming truth, warning um, of pitfalls and, and of things coming ahead. Uh, for the church and things to be aware of and and uh, to be careful of, uh, having that in um, the pastor I grew up under and the pastor I'm under now, uh, my father-in-law is is huge and um, I think is vital for raising a family, and um, and then pastors who didn't change and who haven't right. changed and they don't plan on changing, right? right. <laughs> uh, having that consistency because they believe mm-hmm. the Bible, so they're not carried about all the time with different different things. You don't see the wishy-washy back and forth. They're the same. They're consistent. They've been consistent. They walked with God and having that in leaders, um, is, is huge. And seeing that example is, has been, um, I think very vital for my spiritual growth. No, absolutely. I think that's, that's huge. Um, I think, I think having a a pastor who, uh, the church is so important. Um, I would make all of my uh, decisions work wise and moving wise and where I live based on a church and a pastor who uh, preaches yep. right and does right. The, the Bible says he manifests his word through preaching. Uh, that's another one to go along with what you were saying. I mean, he makes it clear. I mean, yeah. preaching God's word and, and anyway, the consistency of, of, a, of a pastor. And, and I know uh, Pastor Goddard, uh, he has been the same. And now I'm married to his daughter and he is still the same. And anybody who says he's, uh, he's, he didn't uh, preach a certain way uh, back in the day or anything, you, you totally missed it. You just weren't paying attention. It is the same. He is absolutely the same. And, 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 uh, and anyway, I just, I grow closer to him all the time. And I've seen on firsthand his, his walk with God, his love for people and his care uh, um, for, for keeping right and, um, and, and pleasing God uh, over over uh, anything else, and anyway, so I, I think that's that's huge yep. as well. So no, you nailed it. Um, but uh, but anyway, my last one, uh, and then, then let's close it out. But and I'll keep it keep keep it quick. But we had fun. That's my number six right there. We just we had a fun <laughs> growing up life. I mean, man, yeah. it was just fun. Uh, just in being growing up in in the Christian school here, and. Um, and and all of the activities that we did and 
Um, and not only not only that, but as a family, just all of the things, the family vacations that we did and the trips to the to the beach. And we'd always find this rocky beach with, you know, making sure nobody else was there, you know, just because of the modesty yeah. issue. And, uh, and, you know, but but it was that was that fun. I mean, gr- our growing up years were so fun. And I believe a lot of our friends have very good memories of the fun growing up. And yeah. um but I think that I think it's too easy to fall in love with the fun and and then continue to pursue it outside into the world because it looks yeah. fun out there. You know, we grew up so fun. I mean, there is just so much fun and good memories to, to look back on and, and and good memories that I want my kids to be able to to have and that family time and that uh, that that time, those all the fun we had at church and the fun serving uh, at church and cleaning uh, at church. And I mean, all the stuff that we did, it, it, everything just it was just fun uh, being around good friends and all that type of stuff. But um but I, I think I think it's too easy to uh, to look past the fun and uh, in in a selfish way and um, to not realize that there has to be some type of personal walk with God in all of that. Otherwise, you'll end up following, chasing after the world for that kind of fun, and you'll look back and remember all of the fun, but not want to pay the the uh, the spiritual price for all of that clean fun, I guess this is, is what it really yeah. boils down to. But man, I want my kids to have that. You you mentioned that on your kids growing up the same way, and and absolutely, I th- I think we had fun, and I you know I feel bad for Christian kids who've grown up without fun, but but man, it was we had a good a good fun life growing up, and I want to encourage anybody who's it, raising kids in all of this to keep it fun and keep it keep it exciting. A church shouldn't be a dread to go to. Um, but anyway, yep. And, and, and the fun we had was, was with no regrets and, and that like, we didn't regret stuff afterwards. And I'm very thankful for that. And I'm, I'm grateful we didn't have to grow up in a public school and grow up in, in sort of the mess of a lot of those things. And, and we got to enjoy so much and see the pleasure in serving God and helping people and that it wasn't all, man, we just don't get to do anything everybody else gets to do. In many cases, we got to do way more uh, than a lot of other people right. got to do. And 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 we didn't have any, any backlash from it afterwards. And we weren't, you know, just to have you know, the pleasure of serving God, you know, but we have these standards, these, these things that we live by, but our life isn't miserable. Our life is, is uh, a joy and it's a pleasure because we get to serve our creator. And, and there's so much attached to that and so many blessings uh, of purity, of clean fun, of things like that. There's, there's so much extra joy involved in all of that when you know it's right. Yeah, that's huge. So, yeah, good stuff. So, all right, a final, um, uh, I guess, just final thought. Uh, I would say, how would Matt? How would you encourage others? Um, you know, other young families uh, in our situation, serving God, but they're constantly bombarded with the push to change. Um, uh, keep keeping God's word uh, on a personal walk with God. Don't don't just depend on uh, your pastor. I think you absolutely need your pastor and that is a huge uh, beacon of light. But if you have no personal walk with God, it, it's just, it's going to be, you're going to become a shell uh, and and it's going to all be on the outside and then it's going to crumble because there's no inside. And so um, please walk with God. Uh, that's just, that's good. That's huge. And then, and then uh, don't listen to the critics because there are critics and there's going to be critics. And no matter where we draw our line, there's going to be critics. Even if we please the critics yeah. that we listen to, we're going to find more critics. There's just critics. If you're standing for anything, there's going to be critics. So why listen to them? Um, if a question yeah. comes up, you know, go to your pastor and, and you can figure it out um, uh, because there are answers to these things. And, uh, and don't, don't be shy to, to not ask the right answer. But you might want to first ask, have I read my Bible and prayed and walked with God this week? Right. I mean, like that, that you might yeah. start there and that would actually solve a lot of, uh, of the, the critical problems out there. But, um, but don't listen to the critics, keep a close walk with God 
and um, and uh, and just stay faithful to church and and uh, and don't don't change. That's my final thought. Yeah, and and I would say uh, just along that, not everybody is changing. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so so you may you may see different yep. friends changing or different people you went to college right. with or different people even in right. ministry or whatever that that are changing, but not everybody's right. changing. There's there are plenty. A lot of times it's it's the loud the loud ones or the the Facebook posters who right. are changing. Um, there's a lot of people who are still serving God, just plugging away at trying to reach people. Can you you know how many uh, hundreds of missionary families are out there just still plugging away exactly. at serving God and getting the gospel exactly. out, facing things that, that, that none of us have right. to face. Like there's people, there's young couples that are still serving God, uh, trying to follow uh, God's word and, and get the gospel out. And that's, that's what we're supposed to do. Um, so I just encourage you and, and, uh, hopefully this is an encouragement to you today. If, if you, if you get to listen, um, that, uh, change, uh, is a position. Once you start, uh, it's hard to stop and not everybody's changing. So just, uh, overall, just stick by the book. Like Matt said, walk with God. And if we could all do that more, just get closer and closer to God's word. And, uh, and as we see the day approaching, it will, I think, help all of us, um, to continue to grow and be what we're supposed to be, uh, in, uh, in these days and in these last days. So, yep. Matt, thanks for being on. Uh, I appreciate it. Uh, Hopefully uh, in the near future, we can maybe finish up the next, uh, the top five that we got or the last five. And, uh, but I do appreciate it. And uh, for those of you listening, thanks for listening and, uh, and feel free to email in if you have any questions or any thoughts and when we would appreciate that. All right. Everyone have a good day. Thank you for listening to the Fundamental Baptist Podcast. If you have any questions, you can email us at thefundamentalbaptistpodcast at gmail.com.